0: If you'd like to get involved with Shoreditch Radio, or if you run any local projects or events, please contact us at info at shoreditchradio.co.uk. Esky boy.
1: Dan No. I'll tell my people.
0: Hello, we're Dean Hi, this is Dean from Lowest and the Love. Uh, This is Raymond from Bretton. I am um,
2: Adam Pike. I'm Orlando from the Maccabees. I am Colin Peters. I'm Lewis from Chapel Club. Uh, Hi, this is Guy from Zeddow Winter. Hello, this is Carl Barat. This is Rita Aura
1: and you're listening to Shoreditch Radio. Yes! Yes!
2: tuesday night fortnightly back again late night niche uh, thanks very much to uh, richard merchant with the love mix uh, we're here for two hours and uh, we've got a couple of bangers uh, coming up for you straight away um, i'm chris marshall
1: i'm joe stevens and i'm james kruber uh,
2: you just listened to postal service i anthem and now it's new politics everywhere i go and you're on shoreditch radio <laughs>
0: So that was New Politics with Everywhere We Go or I Go, I Go, I Go. Okay, uh, welcome back to Late Night Niche. Uh, this is the part of the show where we run down where the various special features that we're going to bring special to special features. Yeah.
1: Well, we've got one in particular.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for the second hour. So keep you dedicated and focused. In I'm not really Late looking Night forward niche. to
1: it. Yeah. Um, right.
2: So first of all, we've got uh, pop song of the week. Uh, regular listeners will know that um, each week we um, pick a pop song. Um, from the charts, the sort of top 40 um, that everyone listens to all the time because this is not the show where you get the music that you listen to all the time. Quite um, generic as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's actually my turn this week. Um, that's coming up in a minute. Then we've got uh, an album review. Anderson Pack with
0: an album entitled Malibu.
2: Malibu. Then Life's Amazing. Yep. Hopefully, Joe's got some interesting I <laughs> stuff.
0: I do. For us. I do, yeah. Good man. Uh, is it book review? Book review. Yeah. Uh, James Elroy with American tabloid.
2: Awesome, and then like we said before, our special feature, which you know you're going to have to stick around to uh, find out exactly what that is, but um,
1: it, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's
2: going to be pretty intense, I think. So, um, and also film review. Oh, of course. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm you? doing *Hail Caesar*,
1: the new Coen Brothers film. Pretty star-studded cast, but you know, we'll see what I thought of it later on. <laughs> <laughs> As he winks at the microphone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, all right. Well, um, yeah. Well, Crack on and it's uh, Potsdam of the Week. Um, this week it's my turn, so uh, I chose Best Fake Smile uh, by James Bay. Um, I got scalped as a child. Uh, well, apparently so, yeah. The hat that he wears Very constantly, various theories, uh... yeah, the constant um, hat is actually made from his own scalp that was withdrawn from his head, stretched out, tanned, and then sewed and shaped into the
0: form of a hat. It's Amer- like
1: Science of the Lambs. That's what I heard, anyway. Native
0: Americans for you. But uh, tried to <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is James Bay
1: Native American? I didn't know. <laughs> he that. was
0: actually born again. Um, yeah. So James
2: Bay. How does that work? I don't oh, Well, I'll ask him when I see him. Um, well, yeah, this is uh, Best Fake Smile. Um, we'll talk about why I chose it um, after, but uh, enjoy.
0: No, you don't have to wear your best fake smile.
2: That was uh, James Bay with best Make fake smile. Um, I kind of want to dedicate it, I think, to my girlfriend. Actually, oh nice, um, that's quite sweet. Well, it sort of is. Wait for my reasoning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, She's a
0: best fake smile. Well,
2: there. yeah, no, I think it's more that um, she is kind of uh, part of a group of friends, and I think like lots of probably lots of people are, but um, especially girls, I think, often find themselves um, in groups of friends where um, there's a lot of like bitchiness dif- well i didn't want to say bitchiness because i don't think it's Less it's qu- yeah it's not quite the right term but Passive aggression they, yeah sort of like one-upmanship and um you know they just kind of like deal with each other because otherwise they sort of wouldn't have anyone else but they all kind of partake in it at the same time and participate in it um Hi, and it, it, yeah it's sort of self-perpetuating oh, they they won't be listening trust me um, <laughs> so uh yeah there you go laura i thought it was uh, one for you and she will be listening um, hi, <laughs> hi, baby. <laughs> I don't call it that. Um, hey, baby. Hey. This is Barry White. Um, call so, all uh, from
0: London Fields.
2: It's uh, it's one of James's uh, selections next. Um, it's
1: Coy Child. Yeah, with Black Panda. Ooh. Anything to say about it? I think six song.
0: Um,
1: Where do you find these songs? As a you know, just anywhere.
0: I was talking Marshall about. it Yeah, songs. basically
2: the trick is that me and James both just sit and troll.
0: Through, through a lot of music, music for yeah. at least an hour, maybe two hours a week. More than that, I think probably. Yeah, I do it on the way to work, way from work, just all I like the time. It. Like good data plan. yeah. Like music. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't pay his own data plan. Yeah, God, come on, Joe, give me the times. But, <laughs> but no, you've gone over again. <laughs> Shut up, mom. The third mortgage <laughs> on the house. He is actually like that as well. Been... Um, but yeah, koi child with black panda. And then we've got Women's Rights who I've never heard uh, of. No, they're called Childbirth. Oh, sorry.
2: But the, uh, the, the album's uh, called Women's Rights um, and the song is called Siri, Open Tinder.
0: Lovely. Looking forward to it. Enjoy.
2: Yeah. I turn
1: around and get told I should tone it down with the owner who hoping now that I'm closing my open mouth But I'm holding the dopest sound to get hold of the whole amount of the show And the older crowd you'll be holding be so to dem-
2: Right, yeah, that was uh, Coy Child, and then um, Childbirth with Siri, Open Tinder. Um, they're doing quite well, actually, Childbirth. Their new uh, album, Women's Rights, is um, pretty funny, actually. Um, but uh, without further ado, Joe, film it, review.
1: It's the film review, yeah. So Hail Caesar. this week on Tuesday with my Meerkat movies, recommended to anyone who wants to see films affordably, I saw Hail Caesar, which is the, uh, the new film from the Coen brothers. Um, And, you know, they've been doing a bit, they wrote the script for um, Bridge of Spies, Spies. that's the one with Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg directed, Um, but this one is more kind of their their comedy landscape, because they they do a lot of different films, they kind of, from The Big Lebowski, which is kind of slightly absurdist, stoner comedy, which I love, and No Country for Old Men, which is incredibly atmospheric, um... I am not even say, like, thriller, kind of? Yeah, yeah sort of. Thriller, drama. It's, like, it's quite hard to describe, really. It's like spaghetti something. They, so they always describe films like spaghetti
0: westerns or something. It's like, it's like spaghetti thriller or something like that, because yeah. it's not really like a thriller, a known thriller, but it's like, yeah, that's my input, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, sorry that's sorry.
1: right um, But, yeah, Hail Caesar revolves around um, Eddie Mannix, who is the head of production at um, a big studio in Hollywood, and kind of, you he head of production is his title, but he's a fixer, really. Um, so there, uh, the story is there are a bunch of different films being shot around the place, including Hail Caesar, uh, which is kind of 1950s, and it's based on the 1950s, important to know. Um, <laughs> swords and Sandals movie with George Clooney um, as its star, who's kind of, you know, he's, he's not a particularly great actor. Is he Caesar? No, he's not Caesar. He's like, um, he he's like a, a Roman centurion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who kind of finds Jesus and turns into a Christian. Um, but he gets kidnapped by a mysterious group. Um, I won't scare <laughs> Give away fairly early on. So that's one plot line that um, Eddie Mannix, played by Josh Brolin, has to try and fetch him back. Josh Brolin? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And that's one of the better parts of the film, actually. He kind of keeps it all um, grounded. He's like an
0: everyman actor. Isn't he? He's
1: like kind of... The, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's a curious actor. Yeah. I quite like yeah, him, I but he's quite hard to... He's not kind of, down. He's not a star. He's not kind of particularly charismatic either. I think, but he's—I think—he's good in these roles where he's kind of as a straight man who kind of holds it all together. So you've got that story going on. You've got uh, Ray Fiennes, who plays um, kind of costume drama um, parlour room director Lawrence Lawrence, um, <laughs> takes himself very seriously, and he's been landed with uh, a western star to star in his parlour. Uh, part of room drama and this kind of western guy who does nothing apart from like backflip off horses and shoot guns and can't really act at all in this kind of very dialogue heavy and that's that's my favourite that's really funny actually those two interactions um, and the guy who plays Hobie um,
2: he's the sort who, of cowboy he, yeah the
1: cowboy is the best thing about the film he's very very funny Alden Erich or whatever yeah it? exactly uh, I think he's got a big future ahead of him and then there's a Scarlett Johansson bit where Scarlett Johansson plays this movie star who's kind of perceived to be very innocent but um, is, has a, is pregnant out of wedlock and he's trying to find um, uh, a husband for her because, you know, back in the 50s the mm-hmm. stars are more kind of owned by the studio in a way that they aren't really now. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll roll a clip and talk about it a bit, what my thoughts are after. Any more thoughts about who you might marry? <laughs>
0: I ain't doing that again. I had two marriages. It just cost the studio a lot of money to bust them up. Well, we had to have those all. One was to a minor mob figure. Vince was not minor. And Buddy Flynn was a band leader with a long history of narcotic use. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were both louses. Marrying a third louse ain't gonna do me no good. i offered you some very suitable, clean young men. Pretty boys. Saps and swishes. What, you think if there wasn't a, a good, reliable man, I wouldn't have grabbed him? What about Aunt Cecil? He is the father, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. A marriage doesn't have to last forever, but but Deanna, having a child without a father would present a public relations problem for the studio. The aquatic pictures do very nicely for us. So you go and strap on a fish ass and marry Arnie Sesslum. The pictures do well for all of us, and it's a tribute to you. The public loves you because they know how innocent you are.
1: That's true. Let me see if Arn is open to matrimony, yeah? You sure he's the father? Yeah, yeah, absolutely
0: he's the father, yes. Pretty sure.
1: So that was a clip from Hail Caesar um, and thanks to the YouTube channel Movie Clips coming soon. That's Movie Clips one word. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know what I have to say to cover the rights or anything. Um, So I thought I enjoyed it in parts but for me it was a bit too kind of um, disparate really. I know that's kind of the point um, in that he's trying to tie together all this stuff um, but it was too disparate and it wasn't Quite as funny as it could have been. I think it could have been a bit snappier. I think that's a like sharper. a classic
2: Cohen Brothers problem, though. What? That, it, that it's just, it, it, it seems in the trailer like it's going to be super funny mm. and then you watch it and it's just kind of underwhelming and a bit sort of contrived.
1: Yeah, but it's, so the Big Lebowski is kind of very desperate, doesn't really know what's going on, but that's because Lebowski himself doesn't really know what's going on either. Um, and he's stoned the entire time and that mm. it works with that. Um, yeah, but like
2: burn after reading.
1: I haven't seen burn after reading. Don't guess. bother. I thought
2: it was quite good. There's like two it. funny bits
0: in the film, though. Really? Yeah, but it's the whole thing. I quite, I, I personally quite enjoyed it. I suppose it's,
2: it's what you go for, but exactly. I um, think seeing the trailer for Al Caesar, I, it's it, like if you don't like burn after reading, I think it's probably going to be a similar outing for mm. you. I'm actually quite look, I'm quite looking forward to see. It.
0: See, so yeah, it's, it's got, like it's got quite, quite a
1: mixed reaction on my uh, another one of on my podcasts. Um, go on, Joe. Big, <laughs> up, big up, Joe. Go on. Uh, use his time. My, my co host on that reviewed it and he really liked it. So I thought, you know, I'll go and see it. Um, and a colleague of mine at work said she saw it and didn't really like it at all. So it's dividing opinion. So go see it, see what you think. It's not a bad film. I just, I had quite high expectations, I guess. And the other thing I found is I, I think I was told too much about it. Not what I've told you, but I heard like a bunch of clips and stuff. And one of the main gags is a clip mm. that's going around a lot. So I try not to use that here. Mm. Um, I'll consider it. You know, I want to look after our listeners, don't I? Um, but yeah, the Ray Fines Hobie bit is I've, yeah, I've seen is the best completely. bit. Um, They're kind of their storyline, but yeah, no, go see it if you want. Not one of the Coen brothers' best films, but better than Grimsby, which I saw a couple of weeks ago as well. <laughs> Didn't rate. Is it. that just like farcical? Is it just like a well, farcical implies it's like funny? it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not funny. It's funny in bits, but for, I think such a Baron Cohen can be really funny and really clever. And this is just kind of trying to make you kind of gross out the most hostile. Like, oh, I can't believe he's done that, rather than kind of make you question.
2: Like just, more like, than Borat?
1: You... Yeah, no, because Borat, the funny thing about Borat is it's watching other people's uncomfortability. Like, yeah, I you suppose know, so. Watching other people, like... Shriek and Horror is reacting. him and Azamat run through hotels naked. Various different hotels because they couldn't shoot it all in one.
2: What's the other one? Bruno. Yeah, because they kept getting kicked out, yeah. didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Borat is his best film. I think, I don't, I think The Dictator's better than it as well. And I, I thought The Dictator was okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that good. So.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's the film review. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. That was really good. Nice that
2: one. fun. Joe. Oh, and you kept it inside the time. Good. Well, it makes a change. Um, <laughs> we've got Bridget Cut from... It. Yeah, <laughs> for, pretty much. we got uh, Bridget Frontain, um coming up in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we should have um, an honourable mention to uh, last week. Um, regular listeners will know that we had um, a caption competition, uh, a giveaway. We had a stab vest for you to win. Um, no one bothered to uh, write on the caption thing, so I'm just keeping it, basically. Um, uh, I mean, I say they didn't bother. We didn't bother putting the caption up, the, the picture up, so you couldn't. Um, but it's, yeah, it's basically we just lied to you. I was just going to keep it the whole time, anyway. Um, you know, well, it's really it's really warm, and but we drew you in and yeah, lied to you basically. So it's like a
1: really
2: safe regime. Like. Yeah, so <laughs> Joe cares for you. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Bridget Fontaine with Luke Goudreau yeah, and the Art Ensemble of Chicago. <laughs>
0: Une foire, j'ai mis ma robe en moire. Mon frère est un raté, car il est décédé. Le temps est
2: un gâteau. La terre est un gâteau. Yeah, so that was uh, Brigitte Fontaine and the Art Ensemble of Chicago
0: with Le Goujou. Never heard it. It's really good. It's a really good. It's got a beautiful. Um, I don't even know where it's a flamenco guitar or something like that. Nice. And it really like builds up the tempo. It's really cool.
2: Awesome. Um, and now uh, a small section where we uh, commemorate our fallen in- inspirator. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. that's not even the word, but uh, he's yeah, he's
0: inspired some of our works.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We've uh, definitely used his. Uh, his lyrics yeah. uh, in, in some of the writing that we've done. I'll let you um, what
1: you're talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will. The notorious B.I.G.
1: Oh, of course, yeah.
2: 19 years ago last week. Um, so we're just going to have like a, a sort of moment of silence. Um, but obviously, Biggie wouldn't want us to have a moment of silence, so we're going to have the 10 Crack Commandments instead.
0: 1, 2, three, four,
2: five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it's the 10 Crack Commandments. 1, 2, Man, can't tell me nothing about this colour. Uh-huh. Can't tell me nothing about this crack, this weed, my hustling niggas. Uh niggas on the
1: corner, I ain't forget you niggas. My triple b niggas
2: Okay, well, uh, that, that was, was ten yeah. crack covers yeah. by the B.
0: I. G. Notorious B.I.G. Um, Notorious. Now it's life is amazing. Life's
2: amazing here on Shortage Radio. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to kick us off, Joe, with uh, something, some interesting factoid? This is basically the section of the show where we, um, you know, celebrate all the awesome things in life and, and in the world it off around and us. It, probably. Yeah. We, we basically are super lazy and haven't bothered to find anything. I found a small thing, but it's not very interesting. So, yeah. Joe, right, wow well, us. Mine's
1: a bit longer. Um, so <laughs> no it's a surprise. story about a guy stinging to the man, um,
2: right. Cheers, James.
1: and it's that far. So Marshall, <laughs> <laughs> on with your show. No, uh, so this was about a guy called Patrick Combs, um, who lived in the States, uh, probably still does. Um, but in 1995, when people were getting a lot of like physical junk mail, uh-huh. um, and in an effort to try and kind of step up its notice, because you just get junk mail thrown you throw it in the bin, but if it's, you know, advertised as a bill... Um, like, like a
2: bill through the local government or
1: whatever. Yeah, or late notice. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to open this, um, and it kind of disguises as something else, or as a cheque. Um, and this is kind of... If you've got to remember, this is like the mid-90s, so this is kind of when it's happening. We're all used to kind of ridiculous Viagra stuff. Or at work, I get like... Here's your invoice type spam come through on email. Yeah. Um but this is when it's first happening. But you know, Patrick Coon's he's like a he knows a bit more about this. So, you know, as a joke, just to see what happens, he deposits one of these kind of work from home scam checks mm. in his bank for 95000 dollars Um just to see what happens. So, you know, he brings and you know, the banking so he brings up the kind of banking telephone number to check his balance and it's like, your balance is over one hundred thousand dollars. So like, oh, you know, they'll take it out in a, you know, in a couple of days. In a few weeks, it's still there. Um, so he did some research. And actually, through a loophole, in an effort to make these checks so realistic, they are, they're actually a legal financial instrument. <laughs> so he quickly made sure he like, withdrew the money and put it in a safe deposit box. Yeah. Um, and then the bank realized this, but had run out of time. Um, to, so there's like
0: a window of opportunity window of opportunity
1: and obviously the company has like does, has definitely doesn't have the money to cash this cheque at all yeah um, so then they start threatening him saying like oh you've committed fraud blah 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 and he's like no I haven't this is completely legal and there's like a bank guy saying he's going to like drill open his safety deposit box to get the money out um, so you know the guy goes on like all over the media he's on Good Morning America and stuff um and eventually, he's like, you know, this isn't, you know, isn't totally fair, so he gives the money back. Only, A, after he gets like a uh, written apology from the bank, saying they act like dicks, yeah. um, and B... Oh, yeah, so the bank is saying, because it says... So the the junk mail company thought, because they wrote non-negotiable in tiny like, letters in the corner, Yeah. it didn't make a cashable, it did. So, but just to, like, stick it to the banks, who, who, who were also saying... The non-negotiable thing means you can't check it. Mm. Um, also, wrote non-negotiable. when well, he wrote the check back, and the bank obviously took it. No question. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's my. I definitely wouldn't have given the money. I also would have
2: run around and like gone through all of my neighbors' bins and whipped out all of their junk mail checks, cashed yeah. them all at once. Um, but yeah, that's that's incredible.
1: Yeah. When was this? Ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> literally. Uh, mine's um slightly different uh not that interesting perhaps some people like spiders i don't know i'm kind of some people are afraid of them some people like yeah them. i'm not i'm not sold on them necessarily but uh, especially the really big nasty scary ones but um there's a new spider being discovered in australia um and it lives on top of water it just like stands on top of fresh water and when uh, fish or um insects or birds or whatever touch the water it feels the ripples as a normal spider would feel the ripples mm. on its web uh, through its its legs and it runs out across the water on the surface of the water and will dive down into the water and catch whatever this thing is that's made the ripple and then swim back underwater to its place where it chills out near the bank and devours its food on the side and it eats fish it eats birds so how big is this
1: spider? size of my hand fuck
2: yeah I have massive hands (laughs) (laughs) for you ladies out there it's
1: like Hagrid (laughs) dustbin (laughs) loose
2: literally Um, it makes my cock look really small when I'm wanking though only one problem Um, but no somewhat interesting it's also been named um, after a guy whose name I can't remember um, who (laughs) is like the co-founder of the international science fair Basically, the, so I... where they um, are celebrating, obviously the new um, mm. discovery of, or not discovery, but the experiment where they managed to harness like gravitational uh, waves for the first time. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's actually incidentally been held in Brisbane, uh, in Australia, sure. um, in the next sort of week or so, and it's been named after him to try and kind of raise awareness of the show and obviously all the amazing things that
0: scientists do. Or we sometimes speak about it on the radio <laughs> say, every yeah.
1: couple of weeks. Thank you, unknown man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just to kind of clarify about the spider, so it sits like on the bank.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, it sits on the water, like uh, near like, the on, bank, on a web. No, just on its. Does it feet. Hov-
0: hover? No. Can it fly?
2: It sits. Uh, if you've ever seen like um, a so water a, boatman or whatever, yeah. Uh, so where, so is, is it or, like that? Yeah. Where it literally will sit on the. Um,
1: just kind of have, have pads for
2: things what, what do you call way. it uh like the surface tension of yeah the water. surface tension. Yeah. Um, it will sit on top of it and then like run out across it, but when it gets to the point of the impact entry, it can obviously like feel via the ripples where the point of en- entry of whatever it is is, and then it dives down underwater, catches the thing and swims back underwater to where it comes from and then when do you get cold apparently not, <laughs> I suppose it's quite warm in Australia so. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Though. I don't. I don't know, how, like how these, how one insect masters like surface tension, Jesus, water running, um, and others don't. Is it, is
2: it's amazing. Joe. It is amazing. Some might say
1: it's amazing. Have you got anything this week, James?
0: Uh, <laughs> has he fucked? Well, no. posy duck. <laughs> yeah, is it, it, not. No, he's not he's kind of causing. picking
2: his nose and shaking his head. So I, I think that probably means probably not no no okay well uh, that was Life's Amazing do you want to do the jingle James you can... no oh. what okay well, life is amazing <laughs> that's my impression of James it's not very good um, but uh, yeah without further ado so we've got Mac DeMarco
0: with Dreaming and Lou Reed with Fork on the Wild Side
2: walk on the wild side and the colored girls say That was uh, Lou Reed with Walk on the Wild Side. Uh, you're back on shoreditch Radio with us uh, on a Tuesday Eve. Late night niche. Late night niche. And, uh, you yeah, know, we're pretty much halfway through the show already. Um,
0: How quickly has that gone? I know,
2: we just like whistle it. Um, whistle it. But Whistle the show. <laughs> <laughs> whistle I, think, I think the like film and album review segments would be difficult to yeah. do whistling. <laughs> I don't know what the feedback's like on the mic either. But... Uh, Incidentally, we do still have the album review coming up, uh, and a book review. Um, and, a special and a special
0: feature. feature. What, I don't know how what's the be... album, James? It's Anderson Pack with Malibu. I don't know if we're going to be able to do the, the book review after the special feature, because I just think we're going to be fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, halfway to hospital. Well, listeners are like, what on earth are What's happening? Uh, you'll find out soon. You will find course.
2: out soon enough. Um, well, we'll decide whether or not to do the book review before or after the special feature. Um,
0: what's the book review? Uh, James Elroy with American Tabloid.
2: Awesome. Um, and right now it's Proto J with a J oh. and a song called Who Knows?
1: How Eddie. And it's a Proto J, eh? Yeah. are where you say, eh? yeah. Sub
0: So welcome back listeners. Uh we had a parking lot by Anderson Pack was before that. We had Protege Protege. With, with, with who, who knows. Words, yeah. So A uh, parking lot by Anderson Pack. This is my time in the show when I discussed uh what music I've been listening to recently. Um and it's been a while. I really apologise, listeners, but I haven't had anything like worthy, I feel, that's actually
2: And this is a man who listens to a an album of a day, at yeah. least.
0: But nothing's kind of like t- taken my fancy and given me like Due reason or like anything to want to write about or to actually do, so like any good artist, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is Anderson Pack with his second album, Malibu. Um, he's an LA local. Um, he's done two albums, I said just a minute ago. His first called Venice, and this one called Malibu. So you're getting a kind of LA vibe that he's giving off. Um, his like backstory is he was like a drummer, he'd done his rounds uh, like with American Idol if anyone knows who this wow. is, Hayley Reinhardt or something like that, nope. um, before he had his kind of big break in music, which I'll go and discuss in a minute, he worked on a ganj farm in Santa Barbara, uh, got let go, unfortunately, and then decided to uh, focus on music. How do you get into farming marijuana?
1: And like made redundant. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. that's that was a thing. It's that crazy how like, official. Six
0: package. <laughs> that's yeah. what when I read it on Wikipedia, it was like, and it was just like surprisingly yeah. let go from his job. It's like okay, yeah, s- there's something behind this. That is gets future. He gets, needed
2: to listen to Biggie. Yeah, <laughs> with the Ten Great Commandments.
0: Um, and then his kind of like big break when he kind of hit. He's obviously not cute like big now, but like I have high hopes for him eventually. But his big break came when he worked on six songs of Dre's Compton album. And so, kind of gave him a leg up in the industry, and he's got his name out there and here we are me listening to Malibu, some white kid from Watford all the way from l a <laughs> so um, I think quite stylistically, he reminds me his vocals remind me of like Kendrick Lamar, kind of his singing, speaking kind of nature, but then musically and lyrically, um uh, like the nature of beats is quite minimalist and melancholic, and it's the focus is more predominantly on its on its flow. But it accompanies it well. At the same time, it doesn't like take anything away from one another. They both kind of suit together. And I describe the album as kind of like reminds me of you play like going on the journey to the beach. And I think that's what probably the vibe he's giving off. So like good vibrations and feels from the album in the entirety. Like it's a bit, quite nice. a happy album. It's quite like I don't know. It just it's there's some songs in there I felt quite beautiful, so I was quite happy about it. Um, I describe it quite psychedelic. You got the kind of like that LA kind of like. Uh, everything is so, like, he's uh, He's waving his hand. Yeah, around. just, like, <laughs> it's, like, psychedelic R&B, so it's kind of, like, his con- counterparts, like, Charles Gambino and Miguel. Uh nature of lyrics are quite, like, standard. It's, like, LA life. It's, like, drawn from, like, his experience of, like, sex, love, drugs, all kind of, like, life. Being made redundant Yeah, from a from marijuana, marijuana farm. farm yeah. um, it's quite a short album review, because I really hope people do listen to it, because I think this guy is going to be quite big. I think he's got something about him that's, potentially could set him apart from his like as I said other people like Childish Gambino and stuff like that, there's something about him that kind of I don't know it drew me in a bit more and made me a bit more interested in this stuff I'd say it's definitely I'd recommend it, listening to it on a hot summer's day because I think or any so get fucking, months, yeah. but I think this could be a big song in this album in the summer it's like just feel like sun drenched like quite beautiful songs and it's just like I don't know it works well like you were in Malibu. yeah effectively it makes you feel like yeah I'm in LA just jamming out with everyone, and it's good. And so I hope to hear more from him. And this song called um, "I Fit Fucking." Uh, is it "Room in Here"? It's called "Room in Here," and it features the game. And it's a uh, nice. Yeah, I haven't heard
2: much from the game it, in quite is, some that time. That is
0: exactly what I was hoping you said. Because it was like I used to associate the game with like you know being a blood, and he's just like gangster, gangster, gangster. But his, but his like little bit it's quite like sweet and it's quite well composed like, I didn't think he actually had talent as a but he, he's really—he's <laughs> a, a pretty good rapper actually yeah.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, um, but he did get bogged down I think in the, the sort of gangster so. vibes Rick Ross kind of 50 Cent yeah but um yeah until I fell out <laughs> hope 50, 50 Cent as well incidentally in the news I don't know if you guys have heard about this fake yeah. money. with his fake money oh my god so basically um, if, listeners if you haven't heard about this um he has been going through some pretty difficult times with mm. um, the IRS uh, trying to pay back his, his tax debt. Um, but um, every day he still takes pictures um, for Instagram and whatever of him basically throwing piles of cash around. Um, so, clear, God,
1: was it, yeah, so
2: clearly the IRS, um, you know, weren't really happy with him having loads of cash around considering he owes them a bunch of money. So they asked him about it. He then said, well, it's not real money, it's just fake money, because, you know, it's all about the brand. And they said, well, that's okay, but um, then it turns out it's not actually legal um, to have that much fake money
0: yeah, just lying why around. Why would you have it lying around? Surely, like, like, you'd be using it or something else. Yeah,
2: you have to have, like, a, a kind of legitimate um, reason for it. I'm sure if he'd gone through the right channels, um, his... Bra- as
1: a prompt. Yeah, or, like,
2: his branding stuff would probably be a legitimate mm-hmm. reason, but considering that he hasn't, um, I think... There are federal agents who, um, you Would know, be more interested, are, yeah. are, are kind of annoyed about it. Um, but uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, mm.
0: Hanson Pack with Roman here featuring. surfing,
1: what do you think about? It? Love, for instance? I don't think about it, i it. room Just enough <laughs> for
0: But you and me in here, yeah What can we do in here? What can we do? What can we do? I want you by my lonesome Above this guy.
2: So uh, that was uh, Addison Pack featuring The Game uh, with the song Room In Here from his new album, Malibu. Um, thanks for the uh, the review there, James. Um, you're listening to Late Night Niche on Shoreditch Radio. And if you're a regular listener, you will know um, that despite the somewhat uh, artsy kind of uh, review nature of the show, um, there's normally something kind of weird that goes on, um, whether it be, like we mentioned earlier, the, the Stab Vest giveaway or um, the, the drinking games from last week or... Um,
1: just any, we, any yeah, of the random the shit shows. that we do, yeah. Content we slip in between.
2: Yeah, sides. so um, we're not going to let you down. In fact, I think probably we're stepping it up to a whole new level with this one. <laughs>
1: That's one way. Um, it. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking
0: forward. To
2: so, so this is a Leicester-based <laughs> game. You know, if you um, if you're born in the LC, yeah. If you if you have a connection to uh, Liberty City, um, <laughs> then you will definitely relate to this one. Um, it's kind of a pretty laddish game, I would say.
1: How many girls play? Maybe. Um, Can you imagine? I think and there that would be pretty, there would be pretty America. savage
2: connotations. Um, basically, the game is called "Shirts Off, Slap Off." Right. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: see how it works on the radio.
2: Yeah. The, the, basically, the idea is that um, we all take our shirts off um, and then take it in turns to so slap each other's chests or stomachs or back, completely shoulders, unprotected, completely unprotected backs and shoulders, and chest and tummy um, until somebody caves. That's the game.
1: Whether that be physically, emotionally, or mentally, You're just any, the any of, of the free. above.
2: Yeah, so um, without further ado, this is Shirts Off, Slap Off on Shoreditch Radio. Um, this is going to get so real so fast. <laughs> this game does potentially draw blood, Just so, yeah, just so we're clear. <laughs> Del, the producer, just puts his head, head out the door. The yeah, we've been left unattended here. I mean, <laughs> he's awesome going to regret week. it. Yeah, why would he do that? We got absolutely rat ass on the radio last week. Uh, all the listeners will know. And incidentally, you can actually catch that on um, our podcast. That's on iTunes or uh, cloud. Mixed Cloud. Yeah, or um, you know, just pop round to mine. We'll you we know bring bring, bring a bottle yeah. and we'll go for it okay Oh, fuck. oh God. here we go so who's going first good <laughs> right uh okay i'll take the first one off of <laughs> flip a know. coin flip a coin See, I or spin, spin the pencil here you go oh no right okay so i've, I've landed on james he is the reigning champion of shirts off slap on. I
0: think that's signs how stupid I actually oh,
2: like oh my god, this is gonna fucking hurt. Right, okay.
0: I don't actually wanna do I feel like this is bad doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got we've got visitors in the studio okay, now. Sorry about this. Right. Let's do it. Okay.
2: Are you gonna twat me in the belly? Try and let's go chess. Oh god! Oh. They're not in the solar plexus. That's Come what on, you do. You I don't, you don't do it. There. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it, Let's it try, there. Let's try like stretch the game out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> are you
0: fucking? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what am you you doing? doing? You're cul- covering. I didn't cover. We got out. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just. I know <laughs> that you're gonna get me right in the stern. One minute. One minute. One minute no, I'll you look, look. You are. You're That's right where you hit it.
0: Oh god. <laughs> this Come is
2: how like Houdini died yeah. okay no, uh, yeah, that's okay right so okay. I'm on Joe now yep oh. <laughs> 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 okay yeah take it out James <laughs> good stuff so I'm on my hand <laughs> okay I just got my
1: hands Oosh. So red. It, <laughs> like, it feels like tight. Ooh,
0: feel the burn. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's literally a handprint on my tummy.
2: Yeah, right. Joe's got blood blisters already, so uh, we'll go go for a different area of his torso for the second round.
1: Can you go like? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you go like here, like on my shoulder? We've been involved in like, domestic abuse. Uh, well,
2: yeah, somewhat domestic. Okay, ready?
0: Yeah. Oh my god, the sound! <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's I, lo- I, lo- I hope this clap really like, gets accentuated on the I radio. think it's going to come out quite well. Go on, Joe.
2: And uh, incidentally, you can actually see the video. Dale's just been filming us uh, doing this ridiculous thing. So you know it's not us just sitting around clapping. This yeah. is really happening. <laughs> the pictures will go on Facebook later
0: no Joe I don't on my fucking tear <laughs> on oh, my here,
1: where have you hit me before if you want to yeah
2: let's follow yeah.
1: he's tough man I've got bloodbusters as well Marshall we all have yeah but he... <laughs> I'm not sure i James has, that
0: oh well step it up hit
1: yeah. <laughs> me Joe hit me
0: Oh, that was a con. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I
2: don't know how long we're gonna uh, keep going with this. We're
1: going to... I, I didn't even put I the time one more round.
0: What? What more round, Joe? Come on! Show us a the time then. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: I I find hands in the pockets, hands in the pockets really yeah. help because it just keeps your hands steady. too. Yeah. Sure, oh my sure, god. Sure. Oh. Wow.
2: James has got, like, a chop. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely uh, making the blood blisters here. Right. Same place? Happy?
1: Um, want to go to my different... It's private!
2: Yeah, he's you got hamperage, like, all over him now, because he's gone for different locations. Live in Guantanamo Bay. Me and James just have, like, huge wells, whereas Joe, <laughs> Joe it looks like... I've is got a naked shoot you? tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, <just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just see the picture of you and those dungarees. You can yeah. That is you, like yeah. that. That's something that you see in. <laughs> oh, yeah, like a like an office building with loads of <laughs> ladies working there. You're like the farmhand, right? Okay, where do you want it?
1: Um, like. Other, other chest? Oh,
0: Joe, I think you're making a really bad error by going high. You need to go low. It's much easier to kind of. to take the yeah. the pain.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Low,
2: low. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Joe on James.
0: Round three. Try not to bite my tongue because I think I'll go through it. <laughs> He's preparing. Me. James is tensing. That
2: was really good. And a bit of pee came out. Yeah, got blood blisters there. Mm. Right, we're all blistered. Yep. (laughs) That was a whipper. That
1: was...
0: (laughs) 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 Okay. Still in it.
2: Round
1: four.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm watching Joe and I'm like... I'm getting uncomfortable with the sight of his, his agitation. Yeah. yeah, you look so uncomfortable. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
2: this is. I think we're we're really going above and beyond for the listeners this week.
0: Yeah. Oh fuck, man! Oh, right. I've got trap marks. <laughs> <laughs> Last round. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. we can't the, go. The off show right. must
2: go off. Yeah. The point. We still got a book review to do.
1: Yeah.
2: So <laughs> <not> much fun. <laughs> like but. I say, the weirdest art show you'll ever listen to.
1: You hit me, I James. It's done. Okay. What?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, that hurt my hand. How <laughs> that that did hurt. <laughs> I totally
1: understood for that. That one. It, like tiny. Yeah, like so it feels like tight. Yeah, okay. it's weird. It's really cold in here. It's quite <laughs> cold. in
2: anyway. it. Like shivering. Oh what? that hurt my ear. <laughs> the look of composure on Jason's face is literally <laughs> awe inspiring. He just looks so
1: <laughs>
2: just chilled out, like he's he's waiting at the bus stop.
1: Alright, well that'll shut off slightly. Well thanks
2: guys, yeah. I feel like I kind of, you know you could take a picture. Yeah, well I think we should take a picture of
1: We should get like Del stuff. to get a group photo. Yeah.
2: Guys, can you help us out and uh, take a picture of our target? <laughs> That's thank you very much our, uh, That's our picture for the website yeah.
1: That can be this week's captain oh.
0: <laughs> yeah that's actually really good
1: <laughs> Well, that was a successful feature, I think. so
2: uh, thanks listeners for bearing with us. Uh, thank and next you time to our participants on our chilees. Chilees on our <laughs> That was the alternative plan I've actually got a really good idea for, for a feature next week, so uh, Stay, so tuned. stay tuned, uh, there's going to be a great one and it's going to basically involve James wigging out, like hardcore style.
1: <laughs> On with the book review. <laughs> yeah. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. creep. I think it always looks worse than it is.
0: Yeah. Of course it does. <laughs> it's <laughs> like we <we're> not dying.
1: <laughs> there's like something about, I don't know what it is It's about. the
2: fingers, when they like pinch, it yeah. like you get like yeah. a yeah. black man's pinch. Oh, yeah, finish one.
0: Okay. Off. I'm your Imam. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not okay.
2: <laughs> uh, right. What is next?
0: The pavement. We are. <laughs> Have you Have seen there, it? Why you leave us
2: alone, after Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> uh, okay. So. So yeah. That that went pretty well. Um, we're all alive. We're all alive. And Just about. Somewhat injured. Um... But uh, crack on with the show Book review next um, But first We've got uh, Protégé
0: Protégé? Oh no dude Pavement with
2: well, We what Are The Yeah. And Scrooby's Pit With The Struggle The Struggle That is a great song
0: And we saw it in that out It's pretty really
1: good i seen him laugh A few times as well I'll be on the call of duty Hold your instincts Hostage and stick near. The most I can stand, My name is Johnny Depp and I kill people.
2: So that was uh, Scroobius Pit with The Struggle. Um, don't know if Johnny Depp is actually a murderer. Might be, might not be. Um, so without further ado, James, book review? Yeah,
0: I'll make it short and sweet, uh, but I, I wish I had more time. Just I go for grown, it. So I can't do it. We well, should have each other's bellies. <laughs> um, so the book I'm discussing is by an American writer called James Elroy, who focuses in kind of the crime genre. Uh, a book called American Tabloid by the crime writer James Elroy. And it's one of three in a series of books uh, discussing or talking about American life in the late 50s and going through the 60s. And so it basically focuses on three characters as they kind of travel through or go through kind of um, American political life and social life in that period. So they encounter people like JFK and it's all these characters were kind of intertwined with the fate of America, mm-hmm. so they're kind of involved in JFK's assassination, um, Howard Hughes taking over Las Vegas, uh, heroin from Cuba and stuff like that, like all this stuff. And it's just really interesting. Uh, kind of makes you think: is uh, did it go down like this? Mm. And it gives you there's a lot to kind of ponder in regards to that. It the way it's written is quite amazing. It's uh, short sentences. Um, not much detail but it's just so brutal and kind of like it's almost like because a lot of the book involves spying and kind of getting information on people so then you could use it and they kind of write it in a way like we're almost looking into their lives as they kind of follow in which I think was a really cool kind of perspective to look to view it from and so basically the characters are there's a guy called Pete Bondurant who's um, Howard Hughes kind of dope fixer he's like a fixer for the stars as well mm. so like he does a lot of work getting abortions for like famous people and then there's kemper boyd who's a cia agent who's like the right-hand man of j edgar hoover who's asked to infiltrate the kennedys in order to investigate um, or to find out and dirt on uh, jfk and his family effectively and then there's a lawyer called ward little who um, kind of a very idealistic man who uh as you witness, as you watch the book, as you read the book, you kind of watch his kind of fall, and it's fall from grace. And like it's interesting to see how the different characters kind of almost swap roles. So it's almost like one person is this moral crusader, but then maybe as the book continues,
1: mm.
0: or oh, it changes. And you can never make a film with it because it's so like stylistically, it bounce off so many different things. But it's amazing. It's really good. So I'd recommend anyone interested in that kind of period of America. And it introduced me to the idea. How what, much what
2: are the other books in the series? Uh, the
0: other books are I've got the other one, uh, The Cold Six Thousand, which is the second book, which focuses in the years after Kennedy's assassination. So, it kind of goes into the mob and Las Vegas and uh, Vietnam at all? Vietnam, yes, and how the CIA used uh, heroin fields from there to fund um, groups of like anti Castro forces in the preparation of I'm hopeful um invasion of the country mm. and to establish American supporters. But yeah, it's really interesting. It's it's pretty hard hitting. Like they don't put any punches and it's quite like it's grim and the reality is that politics is a very, very murky world and a lot of characters to which I, I did a bit of research and like Joe Kennedy, JFK's dad, was a pretty dodgy man. Yeah, a nasty yeah. buddy, wasn't he? Yeah, there's some and it's all very connected like the mob and like and it just makes it does make you think about how does one get into power and and mm. what does power
2: i think kind of those kind of <clears throat> backward looking books in in that kind of vein are really interesting because they make you think a bit more about what's going on now mm. um in the time that you live in yeah. and wonder what you know things behind the scenes and sort of power plays and stuff might oh, be going yeah. on. It's quite sort of um, House of Cards-ish. Oh, yeah. Sort of, you know, um, but obviously set in the, in the 50s.
0: It's power play central. Like, everything is power play. Yeah. Everything is like Hoover. Hughes is like just some, like, drugged up drac. You know, mm. They just call him drac for short for yeah. the other book. He's just got long nails, just like, injects codeine into his cock and stuff like that. And it's just like...
2: That does sound pretty hard to him. Yeah.
0: And it's just, it's pretty, yeah... I'd recommend it, like, if you just like a good crime book, and a bit of, like, kind of talking about famous people, and just talking about, kind of, because it was quite a glamorous period of American politics, because JFK was seen as a like, mm. celebrity, almost, in, like, this figure, and it's just, like, everyone, I think America is quite a big part of our culture, because it's so, like, big, we get every we get a lot of things, like TV, like books, and it's just interesting to read, kind of, that period, about, um, yeah the glamour age and, like, kind of the fall of, like, i say the American Dream, because then you've got Tricky Dicky and uh. characters like that coming in. So, it was yeah, it was interesting. Nice. Yeah.
2: Thank you very much. Um, I think uh, we've not got very much more left no, to go. No. Um, but, uh, obviously, do tune in um, in a couple of weeks' time when we'll be back here on uh, Shoreditch Radio, um, Tuesday, 9pm. Um, also, like we said before, you can listen on Mixcloud uh, or
1: to the iTunes, podcast on yeah.
2: itunes yeah um and obviously find us on facebook um you'll see the video there of shirts off, slap off um it's a, a sight to behold uh you'll also um see pictures of the aftermath of shirts slap off <laughs> which is a sight to behold it
1: looks worse than it
2: is yeah i mean it, it hurts but it it looks really bad yeah um so yeah pretty much uh Not a lot left. Uh, Taishi, is that how you say it? Yeah, Taishi. Taishi with basically nice. Okay, so that was uh, Taishi with Basically, um, and that is pretty much all from us this week. Um, obviously, stay with Shoreditch Radio uh, for the Easy Hour with uh, John Flannery, and uh, from me, Chris Marshall.
1: i been Joe Stevens, And myself, James Creaver.
2: Have a lovely evening. We'll leave you with uh, George Harrison, um, Stuck Inside a Cloud, which uh, it, he kind of wrote when he was um, dying of cancer, and it's a rare glimpse into... Um, the workings of a person's mind towards the end of their life, and I think it's a really candid and interesting song. And then, um, Joe, you're going to play us out?
1: Yeah, well, we'll turn into our uh, fortnightly Goodnight Joe song. <laughs> a nice, kind of easy listening, um, and again, I think quite a thoughtful song by James Taylor. i would listen around for other kind of covers that I thought might be interesting, but I thought the original was still definitely the best, and you can't add much to it.
2: Awesome. Night, guys. <laughs>
0: So little
2: Never smoked so much Lost my concentration I
0: I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you, baby, one more time again Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things coming my way this time around